Alright, this is the inaugural episode of the Extreme Scotch League with your hosts. Dave. Jesse. Darren. And Cedius. And those pauses are because this is the inaugural episode and we don't know what we're doing. Thankfully, our special guest tonight from the AON podcast, we have Matt. Hi. He is helping us uh, record things. He's doing the engineering for us, the show, giving us a little walkthrough of what's what. So the concept here is that we will be drinking bottles of scotch, giving you our tasting notes, and letting you know what we as non-professional scotch tasters think of the various bottles. Um, first bottle up tonight. No, we should we should we not talk about? Uh, oh, let's. Oh, yeah. Let, let, let's let's do a little. Back. Have a drink in your hand first. That, Ooh, that's actually, good call. Oh, good call. Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Good the bottle, and then we'll kind of we'll right. mingle some other um, stuff. The first bottle we're doing tonight is the Glen Farkless Twelve. Uh, interesting note about the Glen Farkless is that they are the oldest independent and/or family-owned Scotch distillery in Scotland. And uh, they were established in 1836, as according to the bottle, but they were purchased by the Grant family in 1853, which I only know because I read that on the website. Um, and uh, they're the only independent Scotch distillery that predates, like, 1995. Hmm. So everybody, everybody else is owned by... Some huge conglomeration or a master distiller from some other who previously worked at a uh, huge conglomeration. I got it. You I got it. it. Well, maybe I do. Some difficulty <laughs> opening Holy the bottle. Yeah, no kidding. You a special needs child or what? <laughs> I did ride the short bus a few times. Some bottles are easier than others. So while you're working on the bottle, um, <clears throat> explain to me, because this is my first time actually sitting in on one of these with you guys, uh, what's what's your genesis for uh, getting together to drink scotch like this? Well, le- in December of last year, um, I invited Darren up to, to drink some scotch, because we both like scotch, and uh, Jesse said, hey, I like scotch, can I come along? And we were like, yeah, sure. And it did happen to be his birthday, so that was that was certainly a an added an added benefit for for that. I have bought myself a bottle of uh, McCollum 15. And uh, so we uh, we got together and we, we drank some scotch and at the end of the night Darren said, hey, you can keep the bottle. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And I was thinking about how to do that on a regular basis. So I called the boys up and asked Cedius if he wanted to get involved and he said yes, and uh, the rest is history, as it were. All right, everybody's got a pour? Yeah. Uh, all right, what is this? Uh, what's the nose? <clears throat> are you taking it with or without water? Are you? I hit mine with water already. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, I thinking and, and did mine with water first, too. And okay, well, I haven't polluted mine yet. But so what do you got there? With your with, with, without water? With your unpolluted glass, what are you nosing? Uh, give me a second here. I'm getting a very slight um, hint of butterscotch and uh, vanilla. I get very fruity. You know, yeah, there's a fruity. There's a fruity. Citrus or just fruit? Uh, it, it smells a lot like apple to me, so I'm just gonna go with fruit. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you fruit. 
You say apple, and now I'm getting apple. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to say orange, but then it just felt no, wrong. No, no, it's, it's not orange. So there's there's some fruit in there. We're gonna call it apple. Let's see, what do they claim on the bottle? Oh, well, here. Yep. Uh, well, shall we? Shall we? Oh, sure. Well, shall we drink blind first, and then and then oh. look at the notes? Oh, right. well, I I just want to see if there's a difference between when I when I was you know enjoying right, now it. Now you've opened it up. What's it? Let's say to you. Well, now I get more of this. It's not a citrus. It's but it's more of a. Uh, I suppose you could call it apple. Not, I can't quite place it. Well, definitely, definitely fruity notes. I'd say I'm, I'd say more peach than apple. Well, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, but it's been like five years since I ate a peach. So, <laughs> so all right, this is one of those problems that we've already discovered. We should we should point out we've done this as a as a group of gentlemen several times before this. And we've read the tasting notes on the bottles, and we, we've had our own opinions. And yeah, some yeah, of the, tasting notes in bottles are bullshit. So, so, I mean, some it's, of the, it's marketing. Some of the tasting notes have, have been things like hints oh, of mustard grass, and we're mustards. like, who the fuck? <laughs> we don't know what that tastes like. So this is kind of where we decided to go and and have the podcast. A frontal nose of vanilla with a sousant of, uh, <laughs> of uh, the couch bender ass grease that uh, complements the... God. Well, you'll be yeah. pleased. You'll be pleased to know that the Glenn Farkas people couldn't possibly have missed the nose. Uh, let's see if you can develop a more ambiguous nose and taste statement than the following, which is read right off the label. Does it involve the uh, words bold, fruity, long, and finish at some point? You're very close, sir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> natural color with a fresh, tempting nose that oozes sweetness. Full-bodied and delightful, sherried, long, and flavorsome with a lingering spiciness. Not one actual adjective. Well, there's a lot of adjectives. Well, I'm sorry, not one actual descriptor of what... I mean, how many scotches could fit that? Do you find a lot of the uh, scotch, like, bottles or labels tend to follow kind of the, the wine-drinking rule of sounding as pretentious as possible? While staying oh, there's an elemental cork dorkery in this, I mean, yeah. A, cork and it runs, <laughs> it runs the gambit. There are some tasting notes in the bottle that are just spot on, and you miss maybe one of the flavors when you're drinking it. And there are others that are just plain wrong. Like that bottle of Glen Rothy's you had. Yeah. It was just mm. wrong. Like, no, it doesn't taste like that. And... The other thing is that mostly the ones that are are super weird and super pretentious are Highland and Speyside, okay. which unfortunately amounts for over half of the scotches out there. <laughs> well over half. <laughs> um, Speyside by itself is 55% of the distilleries in, or there are 55 Speyside distilleries in Scotland out of, I think, 130, and you add the Highlands in there and you're, you're looking at just over half of... The distilleries in Scotland, if you count both West and regular Highland. Well, I thought it was more than that, because I thought there was only like eight on Ela, and there's only like there's half dozen. Well, they, they break up the they break up the islands quite a bit. Oh. Though. Yeah, I mean, it depends on who you ask as to what the, what islands are counted. There's not a lot of lowlands, and so I'm trying to figure out. Campbelltown I, I, is another one that we haven't had a whole lot of yet. Yeah, Campbelltown, we, we, we've we've had the one, six, and yeah. we were not impressed with it. So. Um, was it, the, was it the, not uh, impressed is a gentle way to put it. Which one was that? Was the Campbell Spring, 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 Spring Bank 15 was the Campbelltown. For those of you at home, save your money. <laughs> I, now, in fairness, it, we at this table uh, universally gave that one the thumbs down. 
I don't think we've ever given one more an emphatic thumbs down. Yeah, from that, the four that, that, of that us was. That I, I poured mine out. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. No, it was. It bad. was. It was really bad. Uh, our our. Uh, I mean, I've only I've only not finished two, and one was last month. Yeah, I can't and I gave that to you. Yeah. yeah, that was the weird Welsh one that I bought. Oh, because it was, right. And, and, I, and I, seriously, I bought the bottle because I'm like, hey, Welsh, all right. right. And I wanted to try it, too. <laughs> and, and dear, this is a Welsh scotch. Let's try this. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, 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 the Springbank 15, we, we decided, basically, tasted like antiseptic. I believe the tasting note said lemon Lysol. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, and and so I, I think the kindest words that were that were put towards it, this would work in ginger ale. Wow, and, and that that has kind of become our universal. This, if we say this would be good in ginger ale, moving on. Yeah, it's the two gingers. On the other hand, there is, there, there is someone who is... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Are you listening, Karen? Burn. I love you and I love your bars. I really want to love your whiskey, but I'll, on its own, it fucking sucks. I'm sorry. Well, that, that actually leads to a question then. Um, the... You know, everybody comes to, to what they drink and how they drink differently. I don't think most people, the first drink they pick up is like a 12-year scotch, and that's something you have to kind of acquire a taste for. So what what brings you guys to scotch, and what, what developed your, your taste for that, If you can, whether or not it's a specific time or a journey for you? Well, when I was four, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, started, uh, I started nipping my dad's whiskey bottles, and uh, he... Uh, uh, he figured it out pretty quick, and I got you know I got in trouble for it. But uh, <laughs> and then he put him up where I couldn't reach because I was a real short kid, <laughs> and uh, and that kept me from 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 nipping at the whiskey bottles for quite a while. But whiskey's always been my first love, and yeah. So I I think my uncle was drinking uh, Glen Fittich, and so when I I stayed with him for a few years in my twenties, I. Or for a year in my twenties, I uh, I drank some of his, and I never really liked it a whole lot. But I kind of kind of liked the the pretentiousness of the scotch, and so you know I bought a bottle of Glenlivet, and I really liked that. And yeah, ordering a scotch at a bar comes off differently than ordering a beer. You yep. know, there's definitely there's a little bit of swagger to it <laughs> that you don't get with a lot of other drinks. I think for me, Glenlivet Twelve was the first as well for me. And then shortly thereafter, Glenfiddich, uh, the 12. Why did I drink it? Um, my friend, it was kind of a pretentious thing. I mean, my friend Jeff Thornton was all about the scotch and smoking a pipe, so he taught me how to smoke a pipe. Um, tobacco, that is. Um, and hand in hand with that went scotch, and so Glenlivet 12 was one of the first. Actually, a Dalmore, which I... I think it would be the standard, whatever the standard bearer of Dalmore is, was the second scotch I ever had. Not Glenfiddich, Glenfiddich came later. Hmm. Well, for me, I guess I've gone from family of alcohol to family of alcohol. Um, I started with rum and vodka back in the uh, late teens with some parties that uh, the employees of the fast food chain I was working for uh, and all we all went somewhere and had monthly parties during the, the warmer weather of Minnesota. And then I moved to the Twin Cities, lived with someone who is proud of his Irish heritage and got me into whiskey. 
and then hanging out with Dave uh, through the years, uh, I, I imagine my, my first scotch probably came from him uh, at some point in time, uh, at Convergence more than likely. Probably. And so I can't identify specifically what it was. All I know is, hey, this isn't whiskey, but it kind of tastes like whiskey, and it's good. <laughs> it's more. Nice. And so when I was invited to uh, join the three gentlemen who had previously sat for an evening of scotch, I uh, jumped at the chance to expand my uh, knowledge of the single malt Scottish whiskeys. Yeah. Uh, I'm a creature of habit, and this for me has been a natural evolution. In my teens and 20s, I was all about my uh, rum and cokes and my Johnny Jump Ups. Um, in my late 20s, I was more about a good, uh, dirty, uh, wet martini. Um, I would say what my first bottle of scotch ever was something you recommended uh, on McCollin 12. Yep. Which has become my boilerplate. That's the one I always have a bottle. It's old reliable. There's always a bottle of McCollin 12 at my place, no matter what. Um, but just like Cedius, I got a credit scotch club with creating the passion, the breadth of knowledge. Um, the pretentiousness didn't draw me in, but I have certainly enjoyed it since I've arrived here. You've learned to embrace it. <laughs> oh, uh, well, we were at uh, we were at Riley's uh, Riley's bachelor party, and I took pleasure in demonstrating my Scotch knowledge, ordering. And for the record, this this uh, bachelor party happened to uh, be at a local Minneapolis location that is known for their extensive Scotch collection, and therefore it was prime territory for us to wax philosophic about what we know to the plebeians <laughs> <laughs> so now that you guys have all been sipping your scotch what do you think of the actual flavor beyond just the nose the bottle says lingering spice and there's a hint of lingering spice but when it says that I think when you say lingering spice finish or something to that effect I think it said I think more of like Highland Park where it's pronounced and enjoyable and like complex and I, I like the scotch, don't get me wrong, but I just I, 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 I'm not quite sold on the lingering spice. Would you call spice. it spice or would you call it bite? I call it spice. Mm-hmm. This is spice, but I, it's, it's I, very mild to me. I agree, it's definitely spice. Um, well, it is a Highland, so it's probably triple filtered, so that's going to kill a lot of the real strong emotions in it. Yeah, lingering is one of those yeah, that's nicely a, vague yeah. adjectives that you can put on and... Depending on what your standard is, it may or may not linger. To me, lingering is something that has to last, you know, at least a minute without having any kind of palate cleansing anything. And if I take a sip of water and I still feel a little hint of the spice left behind, yeah, it, like, then I'll call it lingering. Yeah, no, Bullmore has the right to say lingering smoke. That yeah. is, is yeah, true. I mean that. <laughs> Whether I call this particular uh, finish a lingering spice... I'd say it comes close. I, I I don't know that I'd quite call it lingering, but it definitely has a strong spice finish without being overpowering. It lasts longer than the uh, than the swallow in, in a few seconds. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely it's a little bit of linger, but it's it's a mild, um, and it's a it's a sweet scotch. Yeah, because, it's fairly it's fairly clean. It's yeah, not it's yeah. not. I mean, considering how space sides have fared with us in the past, oh, yeah. this well, is doing okay. Technically, calls itself a Highland. Yeah, you know what? Mine also calls itself yeah, a Highland, I'm but they're from space side. Yeah, I'm fairly certain this is a space side as well. So for a space side, it's doing okay. I mean, we've been pretty tough on that region. Yeah, the only reason I got this, knowing that it was a space side, was that it came highly recommended from the the guy in Chicago that I. Mm-hmm. That I, I talked to when I was in Chicago. Yeah, the back of the bottle says the heart of Spaceside. So yeah, it says Highland on the front. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Trying to capture as much market share as possible on that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh no, they they all lie too, and that's the that's the funny thing. So Well, you know, worth worth a sip. I don't know if I'd buy a second bottle. I don't know if I'd order this, gentlemen. Oh, I, I give it a thumbs up. I, I really liked it. I thought it was a as, as especially considering that it is a space side, I it's probably the best space side that that I've ever had. It's it's got a stronger flavor profile than a lot of the space sides we've had. It's it's got the space side sweetness mm-hmm. to it, so it it's not gonna kick your ass the way some of the other things we've had would. Um, it does have a flavor that does sit on the tongue a little bit longer than some other things that that we've drank and then are gone. Um, so there, there's a plus on that. I don't have anything to say against it. Um, whether I would keep a bottle on my shelf on a regular basis, hmm. would I order it in a bar? Well, it depends on what else is on the list, of course. Um, but I wouldn't instantly rule it out. <clears throat> and if you needed to impress some pretty young thing, like, by the way, did you know uh, that there's only one distillery in all of Scotland still independently owned by a single family? Would you like a glass of that? <laughs> <laughs> So that that brings up a good point. Then, like you said, you all kind of came to the Scotch through a pretty natural progression, and then you apparently, at least to me, uh, have a far greater depth and breadth of knowledge than I do. Even just in the way you describe what you're tasting, uh, what kind of effort have you guys put into learning about the Scotch and even just how to talk about it? Because clearly, you understand it on a level better than I do. Where I go, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that one. I'll try to remember it next time. Uh, skill number one is honesty. Say what you're tasting and smelling, not what you think you're tasting. We've all had we've had disagreements here. I taste orange. I don't taste that orange at all. Yeah. Be honest. You know, if I want bullshit, I'll read the taster's notes or visit Malt Madness. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like this one, I I couldn't smell the butterscotch until after I tasted it. Mm-hmm. You know, once I once I tasted it, I put it back to my nose and like, I can smell the butterscotch now. But you know, before I couldn't smell the butterscotch on the on the first sniff whatsoever. Um, you know, and if you look at tasting notes on on review review websites, some of them have three different you know chief reviewers who review right. everything. And you know, these 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 are at least pseudo professionals. And man, they can't agree on anything. No, no, there, there, there's so. different no's. And what you're saying about butterscotch is right. Like I smelled it because one, I didn't dilute it first. And, which is fine. I dilute just for the record. You should put a little bit of water, most of your stuff, just to open them up. Um, so that's not a mistake. And two, I just really freaking like butterscotch. So yeah. I'm gonna notice it more than other people will. And um, you know, I I spend a lot of time looking online for for scotches to find. Uh, you know, uh, I had a a pretty good relationship with a, a local liquor store up in Forest Lake. And the owner of the store told me that there were no independent distilleries in Scotland. So when the guy in Chicago told me that this was the last independent distillery in Scotland, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, pretty sure. And he seemed knowledgeable, but, you know, so did the other guy I was talking to. So how am I to know who is telling me the truth and who's just trying to convince me to buy a, buy a bottle of scotch? So I had no clue. And... Uh, you know, so I looked it up, and that's how I figured out what, you know, that this was right and real, and 
I mean, it makes sense. I think that kind of combines the two points, is if you're going to be honest about what you're actually tasting, you're going to find your way towards what you like, regardless mm-hmm. of if someone's trying to snow you to sell you a $60 bottle of scotch. Yeah. You know, you'll learn real quick. Unfortunately, it's sometimes an expensive error. <laughs> but, yeah. You know. Another reason for Scotch Club. We get to find out at the price of uh, one bottle. Four of us get to find out for the price of one bottle if a scotch is fantastic or sucks. Yep. You know, we've made some fantastic discoveries. Darren brought Balvini 15 once, and it was it was a oh. smashing success. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We always thank CDS for buying that bottle of Springbank. <laughs> yeah. I should point out, <clears throat> at that point, there was only one other bottle that we had had in the, in the Scotch Club to that point that had been as expensive as the bottle of Springbank 15 that I bought. Um, <clears throat> the inaugural um, sitting, Dave had given us something that, that was pricier than... than Glenfiddich 21 Special Reserve. ...than our usual. And, yeah, that, that's why they're saying so much the thank you is because it was a pricey bottle. Was it like $100? Was, uh, it was in excess of $100. And, wow. And it was not... Yeah. Flavorful. Now, the the interesting thing, and I and I meant to say this earlier, a friend of mine, whose opinion on scotch I value, we've had discussions, and outside of the statement I'm about to make, him saying, uh, we've generally been in agreement. But his favorite scotch of all the scotches he's ever had is the Springbank 21. So I don't know if there's something special about those extra six years that make it <laughs> palatable. That's when the fairies come. <laughs> but uh, I have to say, for, for us at this table, the 15, uh, we would not deign to clean our, our equipment with it. And, yeah, it was it was bad stuff. Well, I mean, if you if you ever run out of iodine, I think it might be a good... <laughs> <laughs> I could disinfect some things with that. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put that next to the silver wolf vodka and we'll... Uh, Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna just defend, defend it to that. Like it's better than than, than aristocrat gin or something. <laughs> <black. laughs> All right, it's better than that. Is it better than Night Train? <laughs> Night Train is lovely, but for other reasons. There's something liquid poverty. <laughs> it's, oh God. I want to. I'm gonna give the Glenn Farkas a thumbs up. I Dave, see. you already you already said thumbs up. Yep. Darren. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. I give it a middling thumbs up. Alright. Yeah. That was gonna be my next question was like a final result on that. So not the most overly enthusiastic <laughs> No, I wouldn't say that my thumbs yeah, up is like a nine out of ten, you know, amazing. It, but... it gets a lot of mileage in that we've had some crap space sides. I mean that that region has not been good to us. So Or we've not been good to Ed Reed. <laughs> I had to drink it. It didn't have to drink me. <laughs> so speaks the Russian judge. <laughs> you know what? You want nice, soft, and cuddly? Turn to Paula Abdul there. Actually, I was going. I was going over the the notes after you sent me the sent me the the roster. Hmm. Um, I think I've been kinder to Scotch than Darren has. Yeah, I think he's right. I, I think, think, well, I think well, last last off. last time last time was just was just like all the scotches that we had, even the one I brought myself. Oh, I was just sort of like, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> to, to put it to put it in, in, in a light, at the last scotch at our, at our last meeting, Darren had more negative to say about the scotches that were there than I had to say throughout our entire set of meetings. 
it might have been a mood thing too. Sure, but I mean, but I, I will say that I was supported by you shaking your finger there. But I mean, it wasn't a mood thing. They were all like, were, we tried really hard. Yeah, but no. out of five scotches, they all were all mediocre. La- last session was was unfortunately a, a collection of mediocrity. Um, such that we had not and previously that, that had. that fucking Welshman, all right, <laughs> who made that scotch, $75 out of my pocket for that. So oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not as much as, not, not the Spring Bank catastrophe. No, <laughs> not the Spring Bank catastrophe. You, but you got overcharged, by the way, because Spring Bank 15 is 85 bucks at Cerdix. Oh, well, I bought it at Cerdix. When I bought it, well, the word must have got out. <laughs> I, I, I must have bought prices it fluctuate a lot. Yeah, yeah, they really do, and so like I was really tempted. They, they had Highland Park Twelve for thirty-five dollars when we were there. I'm like, I should just buy a bottle. <laughs> it's also possible I'm remembering wrong. I thought it was in excess of hundred. Maybe it was simply just close to hundred, and my brain just reversed it because of whatever. Mm. But it's still one of the pricier bottles we have brought to the table. That I know with a. And you know what the funny thing is, the pricey bottles. I mean, with the exception of the Glenfiddich. I don't think any of them are really fair. No, they, well. they've not measured up. They've not. They've not shown. They're no fireworks. Like the Balvini Twenty One, I bought as a thank you for you. That was. It was pretty good. It's a clean Scotch taste, and that's. It. I mean, there was. Well, very there was little, the, the port. The, the port wine flavor in no, it, which. But it was uh, almost kind of detracted from it. But I mean, it was. It was. It was a decent. For an expensive um, twenty-one bottle, of, twenty-one year old bottle of Scotch. There's not a lot going on. And compared to the 15 that we'd previously already all loved. We love the 15. Oh, yeah. The and 21 the, just and the seemed... 12 is the 12 is decent. And, I mean, the, the progression level wasn't... It certainly wasn't... It wasn't that much better. It wasn't, you know, what, $160? Stick with the 15. Yeah. Save, save the money. Yeah, save the $100. Buy yourself three bottles of, of the 15 and <laughs> go to town. I think that's a good note for your beginner or more casual scotch drinker. Like, I, I've got friends that are much more uh, versed in scotch than I am. But, you know, I, I walk into a store and I go, okay, odds are if it's the most expensive bottle, it's not because it's the absolute best thing to ever hit the shelf. But, you know, I think people have the same problem, like, with a wine. You know, it's like, well, okay, at what point does... The value of what you're spending, you know, how much you're spending does the value outweigh the money versus the name on the label versus, hey, if we sell this for 20 bucks more, people will think it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's reassuring to hear that. Which you know, is honestly my opinion of McAllen. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesse knows this even though it's his favorite. And I didn't we, say we, disagree, we disagree on, well, it's his staple. It's my staple. Okay. But we, dis- we disagree on it, and that's totally fine. But I, I totally feel that the difference between Glenlivet and McAllen is. About twenty bucks, <laughs> and um, you know, and obviously, once you start looking at the the, the middle end and the higher ends of that, you get a, a little bit more differentiation. There's also the rarity of like of, of of the bottling itself, which drives the price. Yeah, sure. And, and and the area. So like, I like I I'm a huge Highland Park fan. I think Highland Park 18 is in my mind close to the perfect Scotch, with the exception of Lagavulin. But we, we have disagreements about my, my love of Lagavulin. Um, so I'll leave that to the side. They're 25 The Highland Park 18 is a $100 bottle. It's not a cheap bottle. 120 now, I think. Yeah. The Highland Park 25 is $300 a bottle. It is not $200 better than the 18 Sure. But, you know, some it, people it are se- into that. Yeah, it seems... the con- I don't know that we've had enough of the older bottles to really form a consensus here, but... From what I've read and from what I've seen, it seems to be that anything past 21, you're probably 
paying more for the aging than you're going to be getting. Right, and there's also a point where it's like, I mean, let's be honest, it's 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 liquor that's sat in, a, sat in wood for 30 years. At a point, it tastes like wood. Yeah. All right. I mean, it ta- I mean, and yeah, okay, obviously that's part of the idea that sherry casks impart some of the flavor, of the, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for that extended period of time, it becomes the only note. The only note you get is the character of the wood. So if you're the kind of person who chews on the popsicle stick and you're yeah, eating your popsicle, yeah. <laughs> this scotch is for you. I had a, I had a taste of a 60-year tomato. Uh, at an event I went to, and <laughs> while it does basically just evaporate at that point because it is just purely alcohol, there's not much left in it. The, there's not a lot of flavor going on. You get much more complex flavors yeah. from a younger Scotch. I mean, obviously, there's a reason to get you know a good 12 year or 15 year over a bottle or of Jameson a, or something. But a Tomat in 12 or 15 is not a good Scotch. No, no, no it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> No, I think a Tomat in 12 goes for $25. Yeah. No, no, it it is actually the same price as the blended, standard, run-of-the-mill, famous grouse scotch. (laughs) And famous grouse is better than Tomat in 12. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, so uh, Merwin's actually has... uh, a pretty good selection of the like the peat monster and mm-hmm. and and all all that entire family of the of the the peaty blends. Nice at a at a pretty reasonable price. So Merlin's house. Well, let's have our next shopping trip. Sure. Yeah. That's uh, that's actually something that is probably worth addressing for the the newer Scotch drinker, the more casual drinkers. The you know the difference in you know a peaty Scotch versus you know a sweeter one. Or what? would you guys have preferences for that or? You even just want to talk about what the differences are. Preferences are individual. <laughs> you, you either re- you either really like peat or you really don't. Um, peat is not the same as smoke. <laughs> no, and, 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 and most and most and most and most most people can tell the difference. I love peat. Love it. Wait, love. I love peat. I love smoke. I love spice. I like. I like stuff bold. Well, the, yeah. M- m- most of us too. at the table are, are are chuckling a little bit to ourselves because we're talking about the the, the smoky and the peaty, and we're all kind of looking at at Jesse, who doesn't mind the smoke. No, but I enjoy the smoke. If federal law mandated that you keep an, a bottle of Elay in your house, I'd have a bottle Bone more. more. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to peat. This, this, this is where my Russian judge comment came from earlier. The, we, we, we've done a number of ELAs at, at the tastings, and those uh, scotches, that region is known for peatiness. And uh, it's not treated Jesse well. He, he is, he's not found them to be as favorable as some others. Indeed. I, I guess I just don't appreciate chewing through a glass <laughs> of scotch. I... Oh, I guess when the tasting notes say leather, you love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the taste of leather. Well, that's a different. We should have another podcast for I that. Just, maybe. <laughs> I can't feature falling in love with a scotch. So when you take a sip, it feels like you have tripped and fell feet, face first in an Irish peat bog. <laughs> I mean, and that's where I mean, Lagerbullen and Scottish fr- peat bog. Sorry, Scottish. <laughs> you can see how much I care. Um, Lagerbullen, Lafroig, Ardbeg, they're all. Awesome. Mm-hmm. They're all straight. They're all straight. They are straight peat punches to your tonsils. Just go chew on some moss, okay? If you if you want, go to um, Esquire.com. Had uh, oh god, what's his name? Famous actor Brian Cox. Brian, Brian Cox. Cox pronounced all the names of all the scotches, right? And he would take a sip after each one. <laughs> and they came to Lagavulin, 
and it just had like the side note was this is this is his favorite scotch, and it was like Lagavulin. He was like, ah, oh, it's like a bomb that goes off. <laughs> and it was like the last one he had, so I'm sure he was just wasted by the time he drank this. <laughs> I've drank these before. I will drink them again, but they are not my first choice. And he will give them a thumbs down every time. I didn't give Bowmore a thumbs down. I love Bowmore. But that one was smoke and not peat. So, uh, dear listeners, if you want smoke and no peat, the Bowmore. Yes. Is, Bowmore, is, I think that was the 15 that we had, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would go great with steak. It would go very well with a, with a steak. Speaking or a campfire. Of, speaking of steak, well, let's, let's pour, let's pour All right, a glass. So I've, got a, I've got a segue here. All right, so the next one is one I brought. Um, this is the Akintoshin. The triple distilled. See, a lot of scotches are double distilled, not triple distilled. This is triple distilled. Um, there's no precise age listed. Um, I think the three woods a twelve. Uh, yeah, it's the three woods. So I think yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a twelve as well. Most m- most scotches, if they don't list an age, tend to be you can do ten it. or twelve. Yeah, I can do this one. I can do this. <laughs> you one. can do it. Hurrah! All right, so. Bottle gentlemen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can I see the box? Yes, it's down oh. by my feet. I'll grab it in a second. While you're pouring, let me ask this too, since we're talking about preferences. Do you think you can objectively write a scotch despite it not being a type you like? And do you think it's even worth doing that since it is a personal taste thing? Well, we make Jesse do it every time we, we, we get a, a peaty scotch. <laughs> and since the host gets to keep the bottles, uh, and. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> It it already went there. (laughs) Like the first time I hosted, I got a bottle of Laphroaig from this guy. Yeah, yeah, that was for me. Um, Merry Christmas. But what I was going to say is that because the the next time is going to be Darren's, and Darren loves the pee. I can almost guarantee that there will be a minimum of two bottles of PD scotch. Because I know that I've, I'm going to give Darren a bottle of PD Scotch. Yeah. And uh, I'm suspecting that Darren's going to get himself a bottle of PD Scotch because, especially after the first time, we can't do that to Jesse again. Right. And uh, <laughs> Cedius isn't a huge fan of the of the Pete. I, I, I'm slipping to the dark side, as, as was phrased. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the, of the cool Ela. Um, mm, we've no. had. Um, and there's this pretty significant amount of Pete. And there, there's no. some good Pete in that one, so... But it's, it's, a, it's a very smooth peat, though. It is. So. I think that was one of the two I brought to It was, yeah, that was really good. I liked that a lot. All right. I remember hearing that. What's the nose on this here? So, have we... <clears throat> I haven't watered mine no, down. I, yeah, I, I... Still dry. Definitely getting a, a toffee. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Once again, I get butterscotch, but I'm always going to yeah, get butterscotch. Yeah, well, I think butterscotch and toffee are... are on the nose, very close anyway. Yeah. This is a little darker than butterscotch. Yeah, and that's why. No, I mean. no, I think there's, there's, it's a little woody in its, in its it, scent. Well, I mean, well, I mean, dr- three, three wood. wood yeah. Yeah. These, right, are, right, yeah, these yeah. aren't tasting notes, but it says here on the box, finished in Spanish Oloroso and Pedro Zimenez sherry casks. Mm-hmm. So that's where oh, the wood is coming from. Holy crap, Darren! Do you want me to tell you what what this box says? Or do you want to go for it first? Uh... Well, like I said, butterscotch. I get the toffee as well. 
There's a little. I can explain what's going on here. Little fruit. I'm any little apricot. Yeah, there's a little apricot. If I can read off the box, I can explain what's going on. I'm gonna splash mine. The result: a lowland single malt whiskey, rich with dark fruits, thick butterscotch, and roasted hazelnuts. So hazelnut and all. You and I, what you and I think is toffee, might be butterscotch with hazelnut. Yep. And you just smell the butterscotch because you're a fiend for that stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, I wonder what I thought it was toffee, too. I could see where the CDS uh, was coming from. With the water, I'm getting the hazelnut. But that's, that's why it smells like that's why It smells like amaretto. It smells a little like amaretto now. So, yeah. That's why it smelled darker to us. It was hazelnut on top of butterscotch. See, these tasting notes aren't terrible. It helped us figure out what the heck was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Which which actually happens as long as it's not a Speyside, typically. Speyside and Highlands are among the... And that's a lowland. Lowland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is yeah. a lowland. Yeah, Which space. makes this the first lowland we've had, I think, as part of Club. Mm, yes. Maybe. I think, there, it, I think there, it was. There, there, one there, one there, of the reasons why I chose it was because it was, a, it yeah. was not a There's not too many. Like, Glen Kinchy I've had is a lowland. Um, yeah, there's not, there's not mm, too many lowlands. That's tasty. I really can taste I like. Spice. I like the dark, subtle nose. I like that. It's like a spicier Macallan 12. It's very spicy. Oh, yeah, it's definitely got spice. Yeah. But see, I love the McCollum for its smoothness. No, this is not bad. It's, it's, it's got spice. It gives this it a little kick, but, but yeah, I, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty decent assessment. You know, when you need something a little little more. Mm-hmm. That's a nice consistent spice, too. It's yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't just hit you and then fade. Well, that's the it's, thing. No, it's, it's, it's got it's, balance throughout. I mean, it goes, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's balanced. Thank it's, you. It's a good word. Well, and especially considering that the nose wasn't that spicy. No, no, I didn't get the spice off. No, I mean it's just a hint of spice on the nose. I can I can see where this is a, a favorite of Porter's. Mm-hmm. We found this because sellers had them on sale for a while. I think last fall, I mean, it was last spring. Actually, it was longer, and so you could get the the regular was only like twenty twenty five bucks, mm-hmm. and the three wood was maybe thirty five or. 40. Yeah, I've had the regular before uh, yeah. at the pub. No, this is a winner. And so it's yeah. just kind of a splurge, and it's become a regular for us. Yeah, it's, it's oh, just it's a good it, functional. It's why I bought a bottle for myself, mm-hmm. and, and and so I'm you know glad that mm-hmm. I now get to have a second bottle for mm-hmm. for you because this I'm is host a winner. This is definitely a winner. Yeah, I hope the Lowlands have more to offer like this. Well. I gotta say, my opinion of the Glen Kinchy was not a high one. It was not a thumbs down, but uh, well, this has more going on for it than the Glen Kinchy, though. Yeah, it certainly yeah. does. And, and and it being the three wood and not the regular, yeah, I think is where some of that difference comes in. The regular yeah. was not as exciting uh, as this bottle, um, but this is definitely tasty. I think the bread needed to toast a little bit longer, so a little chewy in the middle, but the rosemary garlic is good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So back to my segue about steak. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> on November 30th... Oh, you guys are all going for the sour, you don't the rye. I'm not a rye fan. Mm. On November 30th, the uh, Osman Shrine is doing a steak, scotch, and cigar night. Mm. Mm. Prime rib steak. Tasting of nine scotches and cigar samples, which I'm not into, but yeah, fifty bucks. Wow! Oh, so steak or is it prime rib? Prime rib. Okay. Which is steak, if I remember correctly. Mm. Mm. Prime rib is prime rib. It's kind of steak slovenly, Uncle. 
Like, you get it nice and rare, and it does the trick just fine, but it's not quite the same as a really good filet. This is the 30th? Mm-hmm. Whatever, I'll still eat the shit up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too proud of prime rib. I'll be, I'd be mowing down on that, definitely. Wow. I might be down. Well, thank you. This restores my faith. <laughs> I'm just, after last, you know, last uh, club meeting, we didn't have anything good. The meeting before that, I struggle to recall a a big breakout star. I think the I think the Bunaben got the best reviews. Yeah, and I want to say that wasn't even that awesome. Didn't make a huge impression. No, it wasn't fantastic. I mean. For a hundred dollars, it wasn't a like an oh my god, this is right. great bottle. But um, and then I think the last meeting when I looked at the notes, the only one that got really decent reviews was uh, was again mine, which was the I can't even remember what I brought. But well, I had begun to think we had found all the the, the great the hidden secrets, and that it was nothing left but. Sorting through the mediocre scotches. This is a nice, pleasant surprise. Yeah, I should. We should point out the history. We we've had this would. This is meeting seven. Seven. So we've had four bottles at least at each previous meeting. So up to this point, we've previously had twenty-four different tastings, and there were a number of nights where we had some uh, guest star scotches mm-hmm. and got. Uh, Pleasantly fit chased, and so we don't have solid tasting notes on a number of these things. You know, the last one I hosted, I remember call, calling you guys or, or saying to Jesse, like, everything's fine till we got to Kalila because those notes are just bullshit. <laughs> he essentially read, This is good scotch. I like scotch. I like sco- scotchy scotch, scotch, scotch. Which is why we had to do that tasting again. Which, uh, twist my arm, give me more Colila. Which um, is why I have the bottle now. <laughs> oh, you left it. I left it for him, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, he accidentally left it, and then he said, You can have it. And, uh, couple of weeks later yeah. like, when I was trying to convince you to come over and fucking drink scotch with me bitch I'm sorry I just couldn't do it I think your home is a fire hazard at this point yeah, Dave, all the scotch yeah. Dave, Dave has a fairly extensive collection I'm I'm getting close to having the sheer number of bottles that he's got but I'm, I, I can't speak for the other two gentlemen I haven't seen their collection I just drank it too fast yeah I, I prefer a, a small yeah. carefully selected collection not a, not a broad one so knowing you guys are going to have you know a periodic meeting to get together and try stuff and really kind of work over the opinions of the scotches, are you now hesitant to try one on your own in your free time? Oh no! I, I every time I go to Merlin's Rest, I try something I've not had before, um, and that led to my bringing uh, the bottle I brought to the tasting at uh, Darren's housewarming. Mm. Um, I brought a, a bottle of, of Brulotti Waves because I had previously had it at Merlin's Rest. Uh, knew I enjoyed it. Thought it'd be the kind of thing that Darren would enjoy, and so for his hosting, which happened to also coincide with effectively being his housewarming party, um, I brought that for the tasting, and I bought a um, bottle of a Lafroig, um that is a Cardias. By the way, that went really fast. I really, really, really liked the Cardias. Yeah, the that Car- was gone in a the Cardias is short a period of time. Um, rarer pour of of Lafroig. Uh, it's generally only available for a couple of months a year. Uh, it happens to be available again right now at one of the local liquor stores, um, but uh, I, I went to a Lafroy tasting. It was it was 
pretty good. I thought it was very much up Darren's alley, and so that was that was his housewarming gift, and I'm glad he liked it. So apparently, I, I, I he he will highly recommend that one. Oh yes. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm up. giving this a thumbs up. So yeah, yeah, thumbs ups around the table. It's a got this uh, nice nose. Maybe maybe you smell toffee. Maybe you smell a butterscotch with something darker on top. Got a balanced spice. Um, wood. <laughs> well, yeah. Dave, wood. Dave tastes and smells wood. <laughs> I tasted the spice. Okay. But I smelled the wood. <laughs> so thumbs up all around. This is a pleasant draught. This is a, I can see if you want a little breath while still maintaining the quality of your of your Scotch collection, get a bottle of this. Yeah, if, 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 if you're gonna pick, you know, if you're gonna have something from each region in your cabinet, this is a good lowland selection for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Relax. All right, so for our third selection, I brought Aberlour 16. Uh, the reason I chose this scotch was it was a space side. We haven't had a lot of space sides. We haven't had a lot of space sides we liked. So, and I went for the 16 over the 12 in hopes that that would make a slight difference and we would end up liking this just a little more. So, let's do this. I love how the bottle, the box says, Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, and the back says, Nestling in the Heart of Speyside. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, the, the first Scotch we had tonight, did the same thing. Yeah, so. I know. I mean, that's just a marketing thing, calling it a Highland Scotch for people who don't know any better. Yeah. Aberlour. I think I've had the Aberlour 12 I don't, before. <laughs> the name sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've had a pour of it before or not. Alright, how's the nose without any water? I'm getting spice and... I'm getting a pretty pronounced uh, fruit flavor in here. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's the other thing that I couldn't no, quite figure the out. The wood it's, is there. I can, I can get the wood. The the fruit's a little yeah. a little light to me, but with the splash of water that'll open. Yeah, up I'm getting I'm getting the wood and the spice and, and there's there's definitely a light smell to it that I guess has kind of been translating to fruit. But you can clearly smell the fruit now. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, oh, and this is, is why. Honestly, this is why. No matter what else you do, when you go to drink your scotch, splash of water. It's the only way to roll. Yeah, there it is. There's the fruit. The type of fruit, though. What do you want? Yeah, fruit's kind of vague. This is more citrusy than the other two. Yeah, yeah. I would say there's a citrus. Flip. So the bottle claims that the nose is a rich, dry-scented floral, which I'm kind of getting. Hmm. I'm getting okay. floral. I know you guys are getting fruit. Sweet raisin and spicy nuttiness. Oh, raisin's a fruit. I'm picking up on the floral. You guys are picking up on fruit. Well, I, um, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I've, I've not been doing a good job differentiating between the two myself, generally speaking. No, uh, I, floral I and fruit are what it smelled like, in all honesty. Fair enough, but I mean, we, we've all had a... We've either purchased for someone a bouquet of flowers or, or been near a bouquet of flowers, so we know what floral smells like, right? Um, yeah, I, I have bought a dozen roses for a girl. I've, she I threatened I, to break my leg. 
Well, not roses, but like a... Because roses have a distinct scent, but a, a, a floral bouquet and a rainbow. I, being an asthmatic who's sensitive to smells, I have to admit that I have not been around. Uh, but okay. How about we just call it Foofy? Okay, it's Foofy. <laughs> well, you, you know, generally speaking, that's kind of been the downfall of the space side for us. Is, is mm-hmm. We are manly men, and we don't like the, spa- the, the Foofy so much. Right. Which is weird, because the Belvini 15 was very much Smooth. a vanilla... Vanilla, honey... Foofy. It was smooth, and yeah, it was No, it was, it was really good. Like a yeah. single note of honey and vanilla. Pow, right yeah. there. It, it was uncomplicated... It was smooth. Yeah, that's it. Was tasty, and Great. it's not here. You're drinking Aberlure. And, 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 and it's a nice introductory scotch to, to bring to someone who's never had scotch before. I really like this. This is pretty decent. Mm. Wow, sweet and light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the spice is subtle. Mm-hmm. The spice is very subtle. Yeah, yeah, it, it's there. So. I'm sorry, how do you pronounce yours, Darren? Uh, Akintoshin. The Akintoshin was a balanced spice throughout. This is also, let's use the word balanced, I don't want to steal your word, but it's very subtle. So if you've always wanted to like spice, couldn't bring yourself to like spice, try this. I mean, it's a very subtle spice. Not, Not aggressive at all, but there. Well, I think being a 16 as well makes it makes it a, a good smooth run. That's why I went there. I was afraid the 12 wouldn't wouldn't make the distance. Yeah. I can totally see that. Hmm. Age does have a, a tendency to, to smooth things out some, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that... What was uh, the price point on this, Jesse? 55? Yeah, it's about wow. the same as the Akintoshin. For sixteen, that's that's pretty reasonable. Uh, the the bottle says for palate smooth, full, sweet, floral, and spicy flavors with a soft plum fruitiness and gentle oakiness. No, that might have been the fruit that I was smelling, but plum. I haven't had a plum in years either. Well, I drink plum wine. Oh, okay. I'll occasionally um, or I'll, I'll occasionally drink plum juice. So, whereas many space sides fare poorly with us because they are light and, and fruity and so this is actually working. Yeah, we're, I would say we at this table have generally been more for the dry and not for the sweet. Yeah, but, um, this, but this isn't too sweet. This no, is this like... Not, this, this, this has got that... Smack your lips. Yeah, sweet. this this has got that touch well, of sweetness that, that makes the smoothness... Doubly so to a degree, where you know it, it, it's not overpowering, it's not in your face sweet, like a you know it, it's certainly not schnapp sweet. I mean that that's ridiculous. This is spring day family picnic. Yeah. Give mm-hmm. give Timmy his first bottle of, of scotch. Just yeah, kid. A spring day, sun's out, flowers are in bloom, family's out on a picnic. This scotch would go well with that. It would. <laughs> and yes, if you want to turn your son into an alcoholic just like yourself. Don't worry, kids. 60 years will both be dead. Nah, 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 nah. Drink up now. <laughs> hmm. Of liver failure. Oh, <laughs> I'm kind of jealous I got this for you. I wish I had got this for me. 
I almost did. It's too good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it's going to be? Well, maybe I'll just take my bottle and go home. Oh, shit. I'm oh, already shit. <laughs> Foiled again. Hmm. Well, oh, it was a good choice. I like it. So, thumbs up from, from me, from Darren. Ah, uh, thumbs up from Cedius. Yeah, thumbs up. It's got a subtle spice. That floralness is not... It's not overpowering or cloying. It's it's enjoyable. Thumbs up. I'll give it a thumbs up. It's not a... Probably not one that I would buy for myself, but definitely if it was offered, I, w- I would sure, not, right. I would not turn it down. I would buy the Akintoshin for myself. I don't know if I would buy this for myself, but it is very good. Mm-hmm. Now, as I said previously, I'd buy the Akintoshin just to have a little more breadth in my selection right, right. while maintaining quality. I might this have, is more for your palate, though, though. This is more for my palate. This does come down my alley. Mm-hmm. So, I can see also getting a bottle of this for myself. This, this might travel with me to a Megacon, I think. This this is this is the kind of general flavor that I think... In your pajamas playing board yeah, games. Yeah, this, this is a good yeah. pajamas playing board games, general pass the bottle around while we're playing whatever type of scotch. Because, yeah. you know, as has been pointed out, the, the the peach is not for everyone. The smoke is not for everyone. This would be a good. Is this this one or the Balvini? This is a good intro a, scotch. Intro scotch, and then you bring that Dalmore Grand Reserva if you think something's gonna a little something something's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm bringing the Colila because the something something that might happen is so someone who likes Pete. So oh, well, good on you. Just I'm uh, I'm not optimistic about the something something, but you know I'm bringing the. Kalila in hopes that I can make it optimistic. No, not bad. Like the the best of what Spaceside has to offer, mm-hmm. as opposed to the the mediocre or worst we've experienced up till now. But stick with the sixteen, folks. I wouldn't. And I got to say, this with the with the Geyer cheese is really good. I don't know if I would dare the twelve. Not at a price point of what, 32, 37 oh, no, bucks? No. I wouldn't dare the 12. Stick with the 16. Indubitably. Indubitably. Alright, so cleanse the palate and Cedius, do you want to? Here, I'll grab the box for you. Well, stop rushing. I want to enjoy this. So, as is kind of, since the host gets to keep all the bottles, the host typically. Springs for a little nicer bottle. And we apparently saved that one for last. I thought it somewhat apropos for the, you know, in, in, in terms of things, we, we've not really had a solid plan of attack when it comes to who goes in what order when we have our gatherings. Um, this is, as previously mentioned, gathering number seven. So we kind of have a certain amount of habit already developed, and that is we, we you know, do each of the four bottles. We do our notes on each. Jesse has been kind enough to, up to this point, record uh, in an Excel file our tasting notes as best he can remember when the night is over. <laughs> and so some of the uh, impetus for this podcast was to aid in recording our tasting notes so we have it for posterity a little bit Scotch better. good. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we didn't want to have a repeat of the Kalila incident where we had to try it a second time. Which, you know, didn't hurt my feelings at all because I was mostly sober still at the end of that night but I had had probably slightly smaller pours than everybody else of the scotches we had that night but um, that, that that's a tangent so 
Um, the last bottle we have for the evening is the Glen Morangi Extremely Rare 18. Now, how extremely rare, I don't know. I found this in a um, not overly it's just the name. Like, yeah, it's just the name. It's 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 not that hard to find. Uh, it does come in a fairly nice bo uh, box. Uh, I, I have to it's say, it's really good for keeping weed. That box. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything Seal, about that. It seals nicely. It's spacious. You put your weed in it. <laughs> I keep weed. Just saying. That would be if I if I smoke weed. I was gonna say, which we, you don't because it's illegal. Because it's illegal. We, we it's against the law. You don't know anything about that. I have to finish my previous year. Hmm. So why'd you pick this one again? I picked this bottle because I have... I was so waiting for you to put that in your water bottle. As a general rule, uh, enjoyed Glen Morangi. Um, we've had a couple of different Glen Morangis um, at club already. Um, the Nectar, I've had the, the Quinto, or Quinta the we myself. The we, Dan brought La Santa. And we've had yeah. the La Santa. So I decided that we would try the next level up of the distillery we've had. Fairly good luck with thus far. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Glimmerangi and Balvini seem to be the distilleries that you know, won the most praise. The nectar we enjoyed for its its peculiar flavor. The La Santa made very little impression on any of us. It, yeah, the La Santa was pretty mediocre for, for the Glen which, which wood is the La Santa? I forget. Oh, I cannot. Uh, Cedius would might most likely remember because he's you know, I'm not remembering off the cuff, but you know, this is Scotch number four for the night, so no. you're asking me to remember something too late in the evening. Um, I know that the the Quinta is the port. Yeah, I'm not a super huge fan of the port. I mean, the Belvini 21 port was actually pretty good as, as far as port ones were concerned. For something that I, I have a prejudicial against. Actually, it's at the port of the sherry. Now, now I'm not. Now I'm questioning myself. Yeah. I, I. Whichever. I could look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll put in the show notes eventually when this gets posted which one it is so there's no confusion. I, I gotta be honest, guys. I haven't put anything in this yet. I'm really not getting much of a nose off of this. Yeah, it's, no, it's a very it's, light nose. It smells like scotch. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I hate to say that, but that's kind of what I get to. I get wood. Yeah, I get... And it could be that if this is just a... I'm just going to open it up a little bit here and see if it changes anything, but I don't think it will. I don't either. I... I well, no, it, it, it it's... It, I get a little more... Well, you got a pretty generous pour there, so if you added a little extra water, you're probably going to be okay there. Yeah. Day. Yeah, I'm still not getting a lot of I, I, You don't... No. There's not there's much a here. There's spice? Dear God, what's you, that? You get a slight spice. A spice a bleh, 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 bleh. I can't talk anymore. I'm sorry, I've reminded of Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> drink what? Yeah, no, I mean, there's... Um, <laughs> oh, why did you say that? I'm reminded of Play-Doh. Yeah. It's... You smell Play-Doh when you smell this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I, no, no, oh, Play-Doh. I thought you said Play-Doh. No, 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 no Play-Doh. Like, no, 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 I thought it first, too. No, yeah, no. I mean, like, that's the wrong, that's the wrong dude, no, isn't man. it? No, the blue, the red, the yellow. And maybe you eat a little. It tastes a little salty. See, no, it smells it, like Play-Doh. No, see, see, to me, it's not Play-Doh itself. It's it's Play-Doh residue on your fingers. 
smell, which is a little bit different. Okay, good. I was, I was confused. I thought she meant like Plato. I'm like, dude, Socrates is the one who poisoned himself. Was it or got poisoned? Wasn't that? Yeah. yeah. Wrong? All right. Play dough. Play dough. I, I, I the stuff you ate in in, yes. in, in, in kindergarten. I know yes. what he meant, but then again, he and I both grew up in smaller towns, so I don't know about the rest of y'all. But. No, I was I was an upscale kid. We ate paste. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not getting. I might. I get a very, very, very faint apricot sweetness to it, but it's really you faint. You might be imagining that. Yeah, there, there, there's not a lot to the nose. I mean, I can, I can, like, feel something sweet, but I, and I couldn't. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll give you a vague sweetness, but, but it's vague. Yeah. yeah. The box wall, like I said, is pretty. The external box has uh, no notes whatsoever. Well, that's because they're supposed to be that. Yes, right there's, there, there's which... the card on the inside. All right, um, you know, the nose didn't tell me a lot, and drinking this fucker hasn't told me much more. The it, it's That oh, is a nice, smooth scotch. It is incredibly smooth. It, but it, I think that's incredibly what Incredibly smooth. I think that's what it's supposed to be. I think it's yeah. just supposed to be a smooth scotch. Well, what we have going on for the for the taste notes inside the box itself and not in the card that, that comes with it wow. is uh, this exquisite expression sure. has lain undisturbed for 18 long years in superior oak casts and Oloroso sherry casts, revealing sumptuous flavors of vanilla, almonds, and dried fruits. Fuck that. If it, if it laid in a cask for 18 years, it needs to fucking get out more. Alright? And experience the world and get some fucking character. Vanilla, almond, and what? Vanilla, almond, and dried fruit. What is, uh, what's this one called again? Glenmorangie, that's right. Yeah, the Glenmorangie, extremely rare 18. I'm it's just it's like the purest expression of Scott. Yeah, no, it's incredibly smooth. It's very drinkable. It's nice. It has no notes, no emotions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... No. I don't hate... There's nothing to hate. It's just like there's nothing to love. Considering the flavor I'm getting off of this, I'm going to have to think... Yeah, and, and again, I will look this up. I think maybe the Quinta must be the Sherry Cast because this tastes like a smoother version of the Quinta. No, it, it does. And I do, I do get that... <laughs> Subtle fruitiness. I'm tasting apricot, but whatever. That might just be me. But it's the faintest of faint fruit flavors. I'm gonna agree I with you. Really I really have to try. No, to taste I'm, I'm gonna agree with you. I think the apricot is is what's there. It's it's definitely something in that general, at least neighborhood of, right. of fruit flavor. But yeah, it's incredibly smooth. Oh, th- this is the smoothest of all the scotches we've had tonight, by far. Oh yeah, by far. But. Whether it's got any kind of standout oomph to it, I well, no, well, well, well examine. Like, take another sip and think of the finish, and tell me what you think of the finish. Because <clears throat> right now I'm not really getting much of a finish. It's a it's a brief finish. That that's certainly true. I get a very brief spice, yeah, finish, and that's. About it, um, yeah. it feels like it just kind of ends. It does. Yeah, like that just done. No, you're, you're right, Dave. A brave spice, and then it's just over. <clears throat> the Glenmorangie 18 year single malt is aged for 15 years in American bourbon barrels, and followed by an addition, additional three years in Spanish Oloroso sherry casks. They call it very rare. They say it slips like silk over the tongue. Is this a scotch for people who don't like scotch? 
Um, <laughs> actually, it's got a 745 rating by Proof66.com, and they scored a 745. Uh, out, of, um, out of what? It's in the 95th percentile of all spirits in the whiskey category. Um, and... I mean, I, it's good. There's just not a lot of like taste to it. I mean, I would say this would be a like a, a good introductory scotch for somebody who likes whiskey and wants to take it to the next level. But it certainly isn't. It's it, it sure isn't as complex as one of the guys who called it pure ambrosia. I mean, it's it's tasty, but I I, I know we've had better and. We definitely have had more flavorful. Well, that's what I want. I want flavor and character of the region. I don't like like okay. You can make you can make whiskey really really smooth. You know, congrats. Like, All right, I can make vodka really fucking smooth too. That doesn't mean that I mean, it's going to be memorable to me. Well, like the, my Glenlivet Twenty One. You know, I mean that is really up with the iron. Smooth scotch. But there's more to it than that. But for the Glenlivet Twenty One, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more to that. I don't know. I think if you put these two... Or not the Glenlivet 21. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the Glenfiddich. I'm sorry. Oh, no. The, Glen, got... the, the Glenfiddich 21 yeah, is, is... I mean, it's it's in my top two of what what I've had. Um, but the Glenlivet 21, the Archive Edition, is... It's a really smooth Glenlivet. And that's it. Um, and I kind of placed this in the in the same boat, is that it's a really smooth Glenmorangi. But there's just not. A what was lot the price point of this, if, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I want to say this was ninety. Ninety. Okay. okay. I mean, honestly, for ninety bucks, sure. It's probably like I said, it's probably on par with the Glenlivet Twenty One. You know, I mean, if we did a side by side taste test, I don't know that I'd be able to tell them apart. I prefer character. It may, oh, be, it may be smooth as a baby's bottom, but at ninety dollars, I want something with with character. Yeah, well, with I mean, you know, I mean, I guess I'm I'm gonna say I'm not gonna give it a thumbs up, but I'm not gonna give it a thumbs down either. No, nothing I to mean, love, nothing to hate. You know, I appreciate how very very fine and smooth this is, but granted, I need more. Yeah. Kind of reminded of the Balvenie Twenty One. Super smooth and well, that had a lot of a lot of flavor to it because of the port. But I don't, yeah, recall, that, 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 I don't that recall that being our notes, though. I, we, I'd have to double-check the notes. But you know, you're right about the, the Glenlivet Glen 21 yeah. versus this. I was thinking Glenfiddich. But, um, well, yeah, because we didn't actually do the Glenlivet in a in, 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 in the scout. Right, right, right. But right. we've all had it. I, no, I, ha- I didn't have the front one. Oh, I'm, I swear I've given it to you at some point in time. But, okay. Oh, again, if it's one of those ones that you happen to pass me at Convergence at one point in time. It probably possible, but, was. But... I know I've had the Yamazaki 18 at Convergence, and that was that was fun. quite a fine taste. But yeah, I, I'm still gonna give this a thumbs up. But I've been a big fan of the Glenmorangie brand as a whole. Um, honestly, of the Glenmorangies we've had, the Nectar was the one that disappointed me the most. Um, and, really? Yeah, and in terms of things, the the, the price point on that was probably um, second expense to this well, yeah, one. Yeah, no, I, I think that was um, I think that was eighty dollars. Yeah, and and, like and and while it's not bad, uh, the, the nectar just co- compared to the quinta, I really like the quinta um, and the lasanta that that uh, Dan brought last time was middling. It wasn't exciting, um, but in terms of there, there's something about the nectar that I just didn't care for as much. 
Um, I've still been drinking it. Um, it, it. It's certainly been in my house, and it certainly has gone down considerably since you know the last time you all were here. Um, but uh, I, I would say, considering the price point, I would still pick the the uh, the Quinta above this one. But this is you know Quinta plus. I mean, it, it really is the Quinta taken to the next level. Okay. And and it, it, it's smoothest. It, it's definitely there. I I think this would be another good introductory scotch again. With the price point, I wouldn't want to use it as an introductory scotch. No. But it, it, for someone who's not into scotch, the fact that I happen to have the bottle and someone wants to try something and they're used to Irish whiskeys, and you're, you're right, this is a good, here's the baby step from from Irish whiskey into scotch, which for all intents and purposes is kind of how I got into things, although I wasn't well, yeah, baby but step. I, mean, I, I went I, from but whiskey wouldn't, to scotch. you say like on, on the higher end of Irish whiskeys, like Middleton, all right? They have more character than this does. Honestly, I was a little disappointed by Middleton, um, con- considering the additional price point. Well, yeah, it's not worth its price. I no. agree with you there. I, I, I think gold was worth the, the difference in price above the the um, seventeen eighty, the eighteen year. But if I'm if I'm going to pick a Jameson, uh, my go to is going to be the seventeen eighty, the the, the uh, eighteen year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> any, anything more than that is not really worth the additional cost. I just but, remember 03 when one of the guys brought a case of Jameson 1780 to Con. Yeah, that was a good year. I got stories I, about that stuff. Although I'm pretty sure that was the year that I did not stay at Con very long because I left for a booty call and just didn't come back. But it was 03 or 04. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> the highest scotch on this uh, this. Website rated is at eight twenty two, and which one is that? The Dalmore eighteen. I believe that because I've had it. And it's like drinking the blood of Christ. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> no, no, it used to you, there, there used to be one called Dalmore Stillman's Dram, Dalmore eighteen. There's another. There's like a Dalmore twenty one that's out there. It is the Stillman's Dram was like it had a bo. It, it didn't have a nose. It had a bouquet like sherry. I mean, it was it was. Insane. And then there's standard run the mill Dalmore sort of like meh meh. But we had the Grand Reserve at, at, at tasting. That was that went over really well with everyone. And that was more like this was like the dessert scotch. Mm, it was, yeah. It was like like hmm. I liked it enough that I bought molten, a second bottle. Molten of it. cake. Yeah. 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 Mm. Alright, so I know what I'm bringing for the next two scotch tastings already. Okay. I know what mine is for, for the next one, the one I, that I host. I, I have to determine which of the, the bottles I bought today is going to be reserved so, for Scotch Club and which one I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to do the Tobamori 15 for my for mine. The 15? Didn't we do it at the time? No, we... Tobamori? I've not think, done a Tobamori. I don't think so. Tobamori 15 is... Uh, I just got to find out where it is because like Oban, it's one of those scotches that fluctuates in price wildly. Check Merwin's uh, website... Um, like I've seen it as low as sixty five, and I've seen it as high as one thirty. So <laughs> I mean, it was literally like doubles. That was loud. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna bring the Lagavulin sixteen. Well, I can You'll already. I already it. can give my rating on that, but <laughs> I will I'll hold. I off. can too, but <laughs> we're okay with this. <laughs> And by we, I mean everybody but Jesse. 
<clears throat> and if I can find it, I know what I'm bringing to yours. The one, yeah, the one after that. Who's hosting next, Jesse? Uh, whatever. The cycle. I, I'm, I'm hosting next, and oh, then it starts. Yeah. Cycle, cycle starts over. Okay. Again, so I couldn't remember. Okay. If I can find it, which I haven't had luck doing so far, but it's uh, well, I'm not happy with the price point that they're saying on this app, but. Um, if I can find it, there's a Korean whiskey that I want to try. It's a Korean single malt. And the only reason I want to try it is because it is, quote, unquote, the best scotch in the world. Okay. I'll believe it when I... I, 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 I should point out that for, for our gatherings, we have stuck to... You turned my truly, mind around on the Yamazaki. But. Truly Scottish scotches. We've we've tried to not venture outside of Scotland. Well, um, we haven't tried. We haven't. To, it wasn't no. deliberate. We we, we, no, we tried no. well. Well, the only one that we formally did outside of Scotland was last week when the I brought Welsh. the Pendirwin Welsh, and none of us really liked it. Yeah. So that, I've been, that, that, well, I've been the, waiting for someone to submit an Amarut, an Indian. The, the well, the the yeah. thing with the Amarut was that. Um, we had it at the scotch tasting in April, and these two didn't like it, so I didn't want to want to bring it around. And it's actually started to become fairly prevalent in the cities. I mean, I've seen it in a few places. Well, Certix has got it for yeah. sure. Yeah, Certix has got it, um, but they've got four different varieties, and I just haven't haven't picked it up. There were only two um, in Certix that but, I saw. Right, right, but they're, they've got four or five different ones. But this is what I want, Darren. The, uh, the Beverage Institute score, that's the only time they've given 100. Mm-hmm. It's the only time ever that they've given a hundred. I want to try it. I should point out that in terms of things, Dave is the research whore of the group. He, I am. He's done uh, a lot of different web searches. He's got a lot of go-to websites that he goes to. Taiwan, by the way. To, to figure out. Oh, yeah, it is. It's ta- is Taiwanese. It Taiwan? Ta- Taiwanese and not Korean. Oh, $200 price point. 220 I think it says. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I think I saw it for cheaper than that, but... So, 100, eh? yeah, each of us does the different levels of research in what we pick up. I think, generally speaking, uh, at least half of us go, as a bottle we've not had, yoink. And that's as much thought as we put into it. Because the whole point of this for us is to explore the different scotches out there. So, so we're intentionally trying to have things that we've not seen or not had before. Well, and the reason that I, I started to really get into research was because... At Convergence, it's the first uh, the first year that I I came back after my my hiatus from from Con. I bought a bottle of Glenlivet Twelve so I'd have a flask of scotch, and it seemed to me and was true most of the time that I had a bottle uh, I had a bottle of Glenlivet Twelve a flask of Glenlivet Twelve in in my pocket. And so my friends who like scotch, I'd pass them the flask, and they'd pass me a flask, and I'd say, so what's in it? And he'd say, Glenlivet 12, what's in yours? Glenlivet 12. And I didn't want to have the same goddamn thing that everybody had in, in their flasks, so I started to look for something that I know I knew nobody would have. 
And that led me to the Yamazaki 18, which is still probably my favorite scotch, as it were, um, in, in the repertoire. And, you know, maybe it's surpassed by the, the Glenfiddich 21, but uh, I haven't had them side by side ever, so that'd be something that I'd want to do at some point in time just to just to see which one I, I actually like better. Next time we're all at your house. Yeah, we could totally do that. We could totally do that. Or if we do get invited to Aeon for... Uh, well, if we get invited to that, we'll probably just all bring our top guns. Yeah. Each one of us will bring our absolute best pick. Well, I'll bring both of those and pour them out and see which one people think is better. Absolutely. Alright, so did everybody do their formal rating on the Glen Ramsey? I no, can't I remember. I know I did. Okay, I've done my thumbs up. We got a neutral from Jesse, a neutral from Darren, I believe. Dave. I'm going to give it a thumbs up because I think that it is definitely a very smooth scotch. Yeah, I, mean, no, as, as I don't think there's any debate about that. but um, And I would say that it's it's good, but I do wish that it... I'll give it a thumbs up, but I'll say that it, I wish that it had more more character to it, because it, it is definitely lacking in, in character. Um, you know, some of the reviews that I looked at online say that it's got this character and that character and flavor this and flavor that. I didn't taste fucking any of it. And, you know, it's a smooth scotch, but that's all it is. And for the price point, it's it's a really smooth scotch. You know, I'd say that it probably is probably is as smooth as the Golden Livet Twenty One. You know, and sixty dollars, sixty seventy dollars cheaper. That's that's not bad. Yeah, I, I would say its price point is fairly accurate for what it is. I just uh, I don't know that I'll go out of my way to look for it again. Right. Well, okay. well, for me, like for for a scotch like this, that's very smooth and very drinkable. I'll, I'll go back to the Balvenie 15, that's 30 bucks cheaper. Yep. <clears throat> right there with you. All right. Well, this being the first recording session, I don't know if this is going to be a separate episode or not at this point. Uh, do we have any closing thoughts, or are we solid on the night? Well, I think uh, the Akutoshin... Wasn't that what is what it was? The, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the I think that was the the highlight yeah. of the night, for sure. I think we all really were like, uh huh, uh huh, on that one. And it being so. a lowland region, since there's not so many lowlands, the, the fact that it rated so highly amongst us, I think, is a good sign. No, well, I think this is all, all in all a very, very, very good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like there was no scotch on here that I'd uh, kick out of bed, so to speak. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're they're all. Yeah. Well, and you know the last two have been kind of ho hum, as it were, and I mean the architecture. The last two meetings have been ho hum. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the last two meetings, and I think this one reminded us that there's still discoveries out there. Still yeah, there's good scotches to find. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank God, because I was beginning to doubt. Well, <clears throat> this could segue into something interesting. You guys want to try a fifth? A fifth person? No. Scotch for the evening. Or do we want to call it quits? Mm, 
No, I think... I'm in, I'm in good shape to drive home if I chill out right now. All right. Well... I think that's probably the best for all of us. All right. Well, it sounds like that's a wrap for everyone here. And thanks for listening. <laughs>